from the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha. This is your Impact Briefing. I'm Monique Aiken, and today I'm joined by Impact Alpha's David Bank and Dennis Price as we try to make sense of this really long week. Hi, David. Hi, Monique. It's great to be with you. And hi, Dennis. Hi, Monique. And later on, we'll hear from Amy Damani, Harvard's Vikram Gandhi, and Reverend William Barber, the leader of the Poor People's Campaign. But first, here's what you need to know in impact investing. There was an election with a lot riding on it. We'll dig into some of the emerging themes in our roundtable in a moment. Equity crowdfunding grows up. The Securities and Exchange Commission agreed to increase the offering limit from just over $1 million to up to $5 million for so-called regulation crowdfunding. Since 2016, more than 2,800 companies have raised over $500 million through Reg CF. That's microbreweries and football clubs and electric vehicle makers, as well as mom-and-pop shops. Women and minority-led teams, as well as impact-oriented businesses, have been able to access Reg C financing, at least more than conventional venture capital. The Trump administration finalized a rule limiting ESG investing in retirement accounts. There was overwhelming investor opposition to the new rule, which was rushed through before the election. The Labor Department has gone back and forth on environmental, social, and governance investing with every administration. And former Vice President Joe Biden, if elected, will likely reverse the rule yet again. At least some of Africa's tech startups are booming through the COVID crisis. The businesses on the fastest recovery path are helping tech up other small businesses. Tech startups that pivoted their own operations through the pandemic are helping other businesses do the same, with solutions for remote work, digital payments, supply chain systems, and telehealth and online education. And here's a green solution in the blue economy. Kelp Blue is building a seaweed farm offshore in Namibia. The kelp will be processed for textiles, food, and fertilizer. The seaweed will also sequester carbon, restore marine health, and create local jobs. Kelp Blue raised $60 million from climate fund managers and EOS Capital, a Namibian private equity firm backing aquaculture ventures. So, hi, David and Dennis. Impact Alpha has been talking to investors and other agents of impact all week, and you put out a call for contributions to the narrative. So what's the word on the street, as they say? Well, Monique, this week has been an exercise in real-time narrative adjustment, to say the least. Mm -hmm. As we speak, we still don't even have a call on some swing states. I'll admit I was geared up for kind of a more decisive mandate on issues Mm -hmm. like climate change and racial justice, all hitched to some kind of mass mobilization and common purpose around defeating the coronavirus and building back better, as, as the phrase goes. Instead, we have a divide that may be even deeper than we thought, if that's possible. That means there's a lot more work to be done to bring together constituencies that actually have more in common than divides them. There's a kind of bottom-up economic revival strategy, you know, capital for small businesses, support for entrepreneurship, sustainable agriculture, green infrastructure, electrical everything, you know, access to education and healthcare. Those work as well in red states as in blue states, as as well in rural areas as, as inner cities. Now we have to harness these economic solutions to political mobilization and drive the realignment that will get us out of this deadlock. Yeah, I mean, this backlash, the surprising acceptance of racism and misogyny, more people voting for it than last time around. These deep divisions have exposed more broadly for the folks who thought we might be in a post-racial America when we elected our first Black president, and that's obviously just not true. So this was a confirmation for those folks who 
already knew that these fissures still remained in America and the systemic racism that we've been talking about at Impact Alpha for these last couple of months. So essentially, we're from here and where are the solutions to healing and racial justice in America? Well, the Reverend William Barber, who leads the Poor People's Campaign, has been on this since well before the election. Because what we understand now is that from living wages to health care to immigration to climate crisis and to really dealing with the issues of racism, voter suppression, police brutality, mass incarceration, these pressing issues we face are not red or blue issues, but they're moral issues and they're all connected and they compel us to face who we are as a nation and who we want to be as a nation. Yeah, we, we love that from the Reverend Barber. And that's why it's going to be important for a Biden administration, uh, you know, if it in fact does um, take the election to move forward confidently um, alongside the Electoral College, he will have achieved a popular majority above 50 percent of, of voters um, in the largest election turnout of all time. Um, and so I, obviously why there was, you know, we, a, a blue wave would have included the Senate. Um, there is a popular mandate of sorts for uh, you know, confidently taking on the pandemic, fighting climate change, addressing racial inequality um, and racial justice. Um, you know, even there was a Fox News poll we reported on this week, an exit poll that showed 70 percent of voters um, across the spectrum um, want some sort of action on, on climate change um, and, and want to see the government do something. Um, and so we've been reporting these are um, uh, sort of across those issues, economic growth opportunities and job strategies um, and that's where they, they have the opportunity to bring the narrative together in a way that works for, for folks. Um, and, you know, I think this is a, a operating environment, frankly, that impact investors, ESG investors, sustainable investors um, are very much aligned with, um, you know, the, the, the signals coming from um, the government that they're going to address these challenges sort of validate the theses at, at work here in, in impact investing. Well, the clearest example, Dennis, is the is is climate, as you say, where, you know, this week, actually, another thing happened where the U.S. pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord um, a year after Trump, you know, announced that and it took a while for it to happen. And it happened this week. Biden, of course, has said he'll get back in as quick as he can. But it's not, you know, just a, a stroke of the pen. You've got to actually have a plan. You've got to get more ambitious, frankly, than the U.S. was when it um, originally uh, signed up back in 2015. So there's going to have to be a real plan to cut emissions um, even greater than the, you know, sort of 26 to 28 percent below 2005. That was the original plan. So, you know, there's going to be a need to, to, to sort of muster, as you say, this kind of more confident um, narrative that the mobilization is on, that climate change is on. Investors want this, the, you know, money pouring in, as we've reported, into green tech and other things. I mean, there's a real opportunity here to uh, to sort of mobilize the, the powers of, of, of government as well as private capital to get it done. Yes, exactly. And what else could change under Biden? So one thing that, you know, more specific to impact investors and sustainable investors is um, sort of the government's rulemaking um, around uh, ESG integration and in, in, in pension funds um, and the ability of um, investors to bring pro proxy um, measures to corporate management to hold them accountable. Um, the Trump administration has worked behind the scenes to undermine that against the popular opinion of, uh, of investors. Um, this is something that, you know, back in the Bush two administration, they they similarly worked to make it more difficult. Uh, the Obama administration flipped that and, and now Trump has sort of walked it back. Um, so that's something that is likely to get addressed 
uh, with a Biden administration. Uh, earlier, actually last week, I spoke with Amy Dominey, a longtime ESG um, investment pioneer. She built one of the first social indexes of publicly traded companies. Um, she's saying this government, um, the U.S. government has actually worked against the growth of ESG investment, even though, you know, we've seen the, the continued growth, um, um, but hasn't very, very well, you know, hasn't been conducive. Um, here's what she had to say. You're, you're really having some interference politically in trends that are uh, very, I mean, there's not a single, you, you, you're going to have Blackstone abandon this field now? No, they're not going to abandon the field. Similarly, Amy Cortese spoke this week with Vikram Gandhi of Harvard University, who agreed there's no turning back the trend toward ESG investing. There's um, enough evidence to suggest that if you actually do not incorporate ESG into your investment process, you probably are not making the best investment decisions that you can, or you're not doing the best investment analysis that you can to make a thoughtful uh, investment decision. And so I think that trend, and that's why you're seeing, you know, assets on the ESG and all these other headlines that um, we see uh, getting traction, just not for any other reason, but because it's better investing. And I don't think whether there's a Republican administration or a Democratic uh, administration is going to change. That's going to do it for your Impact Briefing this week. You can read all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Subscribers receive the brief and full access to Impact Alpha, including subscriber-only agent of Impact calls. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and use code briefing100 for $100 off. Thank you for listening, and thanks to David and Dennis and our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm Monique Gagan, VP of Programs at Mission Investors Exchange. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to rate and review the show right now. It really does help us reach more listeners. And make sure you check back for next week's Impact Briefing. Till then, take good care.